Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. Optimally jazzy. Do I get bored of doing sing-songy intros? No, not one tiny bit. Am I concerned about you getting bored of me doing sing-songy intros? No, because then it wouldn't be my intro. And I know you like my intros. That's why you're listening. I am completely unapologetic about my intro. Ooh, smooth and sleek transition into the subject of this week's podcast. Thank you very much. This week, I am talking all about being unapologetically you and why it's important and how when you are unapologetically and authentically yourself, you seriously have no competition, right? And how that mindset shift for me changed everything. Also, if you hang around to the end of this episode, I've got a bit of an exciting thing to share with you. Teaser alert. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm Jill Mokes and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week, via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher ticket opportunities, building authentic relationships, and creating the abundant, full-fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So, are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go. Okay, so what do I actually mean when I say being unapologetically you? Well, here's the thing. For one thing, it's something that really takes courage, okay? It doesn't necessarily come naturally to everyone to be unapologetically themselves. It's kind of ironic, isn't it, that being authentically yourself takes effort. And I hear a lot of people saying, no, it's rubbish. If you're authentically yourself, there's no effort required. I think that's actually too simplistic. I think you get to that point, but I do think that at the beginning of any individual journey to a place of authenticity, I think it's really worth acknowledging that finding the courage to speak your own truth you know, the time to show up authentically as the real you without defaulting to this pale imitation of someone you admire. And honestly, I think anyone who says that they've never been guilty of doing that, of kind of emulating someone else and trying to carry that off, if you like, as their own style or their own voice, it's a bit of a fib. I think we all try and emulate people that we admire, particularly when we're first really finding our voice. And when we're first building our businesses, for example, I'm sure you ladies can all relate to this, that when you first started out, 
it was really hard to not just try and copy what other people were doing. And it's a habit that can stay with us for a while, actually, because it can be easier to write in someone else's voice, to pick topics for your content that you see working for other people, to adopt opinions that you know other people have and that land well with their audiences. This isn't intentional. It's not divisive. It's just that we get into this habit of absorbing other people's way of doing things. The people that we admire, the people that have gone before us, people are that few steps ahead of us in what we're doing, right? And that temptation to try and replicate what they've got is really high. I really get that. But when you do that, At the cost of being authentically yourself, it's not going to land the way content would land if it was absolutely authentically you, your voice, unapologetically sharing your opinions, your thoughts, your style. It's never going to land the same way. But it does take courage. It does take courage because it means that you've got to trust yourself. It means you've got to trust that your way, your voice, your opinions are valid. And for people who are used to needing a lot of external validation, that can be bloody hard. I I really get that. It's something I talk about a lot. You know that about not needing someone else's permission or validation to be yourself, to make your own decisions, to really show up as the real you and say what you want, say what you mean unapologetically. I don't think men suffer with this as much as women do. It's something I see women really suffer from a lot, which is apologizing for their opinions. Quite often I'll see posts that begin, well, I'm sorry to say this, but, and then they go on to say something, which is, you know, maybe a little controversial, maybe it is, but it's their opinion. Or maybe they start with something like, I'm sorry if you don't like this, but, and carry on from there. And I can't help thinking, what if we're not apologetic? What if we're okay with just stating our position, our opinion, and owning that completely? Owning every implication of it too. Because here's the truth. When you own an opinion, you have to own any outcome that that opinion is going to lead to you. So you're owning the validation that comes to you naturally without you asking for it in terms of positive feedback, in terms of people saying, oh my God, thank you for sharing that. I feel that way too. No, it's brilliant to know that someone else gets it. But here's the thing, you're also having to own the negative feedback that might come your way. The people who disagree with you, the people who are rude to you because they disagree with you, right? You've got to own every implication of your thoughts, your opinions, your stance. And that takes courage. So I get why sometimes it's easier not to be unapologetically yourself, not to be your most authentic version of you, because it's scary to have to face any form of negativity. It's scary to have an opinion that doesn't fit in with the crowd, that makes you stand up and feel vulnerable. Really, that's what it is, isn't it? Is that when we put our hand up for something that isn't in flow with the rest of opinions out there, we feel vulnerable. We feel vulnerable to criticism, to judgment. 
So really shaking off that need for validation, for external validation, and being okay with doing things your own way, really owning it, owning every single potential outcome. It is a challenge, but it's something you can do. And I've talked about this in a previous episode, which I'll link to in the show notes about how, you know, cultivating courage is like working a muscle. The more you do it, the easier it becomes because that muscle is getting stronger. Every time you try it, it gets that little bit stronger. It gets that little bit easier to put content out there that is firmly your opinion, unapologetic, authentic. So really, I just wanted to frame this episode to begin with by talking about what this concept of being unapologetically yourself is. Because I don't want to pretend that it's something that's just going to come supernaturally and overnight you're going to be putting out there, you know, disruptive and uh, not that not that every authentic thought has to be disruptive, remember? Because being disruptive for the sake of disruption isn't necessarily authentically you either. But just because they might be challenges in learning how to do this, getting to a place where you're comfortable being authentic. I just wanted to kind of call that out. But now I also want to go through what the benefits are and why it's so worth cultivating that courage and embracing your authenticity, being unapologetic. And the first thing is that you will get a complete feeling of liberation. This is what happened for me. I mean, seriously, when I was like beavering away at the light version of my full fat business, you know, when I had a VA and online business management agency, I'm not sure that I was ever authentically myself in terms of the content that I put out, particularly to market that business or the storytelling was it was too contrived. It was too templated. The entire business felt very templated. Like I was just looking at people that who were a bit ahead of me and trying to completely replicate what they'd done. I don't think I ever had the courage when I ran that business to be unapologetic in the things I said and did. So I found creating content in those days really hard, really hard, because I was never writing from my heart. Whenever I wrote a post, it was me trying to position me as someone who ran a successful VA or online business management agency. It wasn't me being that person, even though I did run a very successful business. It was me trying too hard to put forward a message that represented what I felt that meant. I felt like I had to put out content that some idea I had in my mind of a successful businesswoman would put out, right? And I would be obsessed with what my competition were doing. And I'd be looking, oh my God, look how well she does that. And oh, wow, that article was fantastic. I need to write something like that. Or you know, I need to copy that tone. That tone's obviously landing really well. I need to do that, that kind of voice. And seriously, that is exhausting because nothing flows naturally. 
When you're trying to emulate someone else, nothing flows naturally. The ideas don't flow. The voice, the tone, it's inconsistent. One of the biggest sources now of writer's block for me is when I'm trying too hard, when I'm trying to shoehorn an idea into a piece of writing. You know, maybe I've had a spark of inspiration from something else I've read, but what's flowing from my mind wants to go in a different direction. Then I'm going to find that I'm getting really, really stuck. Like I say, trying to shoehorn my own thought into someone else's concept, if you like. And I have to really catch myself now from doing that. It seems to be the only time now when this shows up for me. In terms of, you know, my business, I don't feel that way. But when I'm writing more heartfelt pieces, I have to really stop myself from trying to take too much inspiration from the writers I admire. And I have to just come back to myself, to my thoughts, my opinions, my tone and my voice. And it is incredibly liberating to just sit down with a blank piece of paper and, you know, really allow your own thoughts to come out. What is my stance on this? What is my own opinion on this? And like I said, when I do that now, I'm completely okay with owning every implication of it, whether it's well-received or not well-received. If you take this podcast, to be honest, this podcast is like a perfect example of how I wouldn't be able to do this if I was tied up and stuck on trying to recreate something the way someone else does it. And trust me, there are lots of podcasts out there that I adore. Is mine similar to any of them? Probably. I don't know. You know, I don't come at it from a comparisonitis stance anymore. If I did, I would never get an episode out. Honestly, I've tried in the past to be a little more scripted and a bit more organized with my episode planning. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. I need to be able to talk like this unapologetically. Now, do I sometimes say things and think, oh my God, I could have put that better or I wish I hadn't been quite so overly passionate about that. Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. Sometimes I do make myself cringe when I listen back, but with some of my over-exuberance usually. But am I sorry about it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because I know that every episode I put out of this podcast is authentically me. And the people who like it will listen to it and get something from it. And the people who don't, don't have to listen ever again. They're not my people. I'm not recording this podcast for those people. And that's okay too. And you know how liberating that is? So when it comes to like competition, think about how feeling that way just completely eliminates any competition. No one else can be unapologetically me. Only I can be 100% authentically myself. So I have no competition. Are there other business coaches out there who are great at what they do and who really help their clients get great results? Yeah, absolutely. Of course there are. And I love them. And some of them are in my circle. And some of them you might think are my direct competitors. And I'm happy to even have those people on this podcast as my guests because they're not competitors. 
their peers maybe, they're not competitors. Because even if we offer very, very similar services and packages, we don't do things in the exact same way. A client's experience of working with any other coach will be different to their experience of working with me. And for the clients who work with me and get great results, I'm the perfect coach for them. And I don't need to worry about how other business coaches are doing it. I don't need to worry about how other coaches are handling their social media or how they're creating webinars or marketing their businesses or how they deliver their service to their clients, which platforms they're using, whether they've got a podcast similar to mine. I don't have to worry about any of those things. I am completely comfortable with the fact that I'm unapologetically and authentically myself. There is no one else that can compete with that. And does that make me the perfect coach for everyone? Absolutely not. Of course not. No, there'll be clients who are going to get like much better results working with a different coach to me. And I think this is why anyone who has a high ticket offer, the most important thing is to make sure that you have a very robust process in place when it comes to onboarding clients, because you want to be sure that those you do work with are the people for whom you get amazing results for, are the people for whom you're the best coach for their set of circumstances. We've talked about this in a previous episode, actually. You know, you're not going to be the right coach or the right service provider for everyone. But that doesn't matter. Not everyone is your client. You don't need everyone to work with you. You only need the people who absolutely resonate with your message, your truth. Those are the only people that you need to attract. I think that's quite exciting. And isn't that just a relief? Isn't that awesome to think, oh, you know, God, I'm not getting any inquiries from Instagram and I've only got so many followers and last night I put a post out and it didn't get more than two likes. How on earth are any of those little things relevant when as high ticket service providers, coaches, we're not looking for everyone to be our clients? We don't need to worry about those kind of metrics. Remember, relationships over algorithms. That's what we have to worry about. The way to build deep, satisfying relationships, the way to have like meaningful connection with your audience is to be authentically you. That's the key. That's the secret because the right people will be magnetized to you. Okay. Another real benefit of being authentic is consistency. Authenticity, I've got to be honest with you, it's the absolute key to being consistent. And I think when people talk about consistency, we often go straight away to thinking about when we're putting content out. So the cadence of of what we're putting out there. But I think there's a far more important side of consistency. And that is really consistency of voice, of message, consistency of tone, consistency of look and feel. There's lots of aspects to consistency and cadence is only one of them. 
So really being authentically you is completely the key to that because when you're emulating other people, you're going to be fluctuating from one person's style to another person's voice to another person that you admire their way of doing it, you know, and consistency is just not going to be there. But if you come back to yourself, if you come back to less consumption, more creativity, more authentic creativity, then that is going to open up the door to consistency and around your own style. I honestly think that I've had lots of periods in my life where I've gone into binge consumption mode. In other words, I'm really consuming a lot of content that's out there from peers, from people I admire, like I say, people who've gone before me. And when I do that, I will always go into a dip in creativity. I will struggle to get content out if I am overly binging on consuming other people's content. And I think, you know, there's a really good reason for that because your brain is, there's no room. There's no room for the creativity. It's stuffed full of other people's words and other people's way of doing things, right? I have to be really careful of that for myself in my business because producing this podcast is honestly, well, it's my second favorite thing to do. After coaching my clients, this is my second favorite thing to do. So I have to be really careful not to stifle my creativity by overly consuming what other people are saying, other people's opinions, other people's thoughts on everything. I've got to keep coming back to myself. I've got to have the space for the creativity. And like I say, when you've shrugged off that cloak of other people's stuff, when you've got very mindful and intentional around being authentic and being unapologetic about your own opinions, then creating content just becomes like a million times easier. When you're owning your own style and your own voice and your own message, then it's so, so much easier. Now, I'm not saying for one minute that you're not going to want to consume content in order to feed your own ideas or to inspire you, you know, to give you that spark for your creativity. Absolutely not. I still consume content, but it's balance. It's a balance because you've got to keep some space for creativity to own that authentic piece of you calls for space. So there's got to be a balance there. Now, if this is something that has resonated with you, and I really hope it has, because I always try and pick topics for the podcast that I feel that you ladies listening really want me to go deeper on. This is something that's come up a few times recently within my circle. And it's something that I hope this has resonated with you. I think it will have because I'm really careful to plan content for you that I know you're interested in, that I know you are talking about and wondering about. And I know that creating content is one of the things that can be challenging. And I know that by being unapologetic and owning your own voice, it's going to change everything for you. 
Which brings me on to something bloody exciting to tell you about. I said if you stayed around till the end, I was going to share something super exciting with you. And that is that I am collaborating with two of my favorite women on the planet, both incredible business owners, Alicia Rodriguez, who is just an amazing mindset coach. She lives in the Algarve in Portugal, and she invites women to spend time with her there in an incredibly immersive way. I mean, we're talking genuinely life-changing. Alicia's fabulous, and I'm very excited to be working on this new project with her. And the other amazing woman is Lauren Jones. Lauren is the CEO of Box Creative. Lauren, for me, is just all things brand. She's just amazing, to be honest with you. You need to check out her work on her website. She's a brand strategist and her company comes up with the most bloody amazing work for her clients in terms of the visuals, the voice, the messaging, the whole brand identity and the foundation for that. You know, coming from the the company, the values, everything that feeds into a fully realized brand. And the thing I love about Lauren is she understands how that underpins everything in a business. So Lauren is amazing. So here we've got Alicia, who's all about mindset. And then we've got Lauren, who's all about brand. And then you've got little old me, who's all about business, business growth and marketing strategy, having the right business model, the right clients, the right offers. So can you imagine how bloody phenomenally, amazingly outstanding it would be if the three of us hosted a retreat? Oh yeah, you heard me right. And what if that retreat was in the beautiful Algarve in Portugal? And what if it was this year, from the 21st to the 29th of October? Mark the calendar. Well, it is. It's happening. We're doing it. And we are very excited to bring to you unapologetic retreats. Can you think of a better name for our retreat? This is the way the three of us work with our clients. It's all about being unapologetic. You know how passionate I am about this and Alicia and Lauren feel the same way. We know that the secret to building a business, a business that completely represents your wildest vision, we understand what it takes to do that. And in Portugal later this year, we're going to be coaching at the most 12 incredible women how to do that, how to be unique how to be unlimited, how to be unignorable, and how to build the business that matches all of those things. Absolutely next level stuff. Unapologetic retreats are for women who are genuinely ready for their what's next. They're ready for powerful change. So we're incredibly excited to be in the planning stages of this retreat at the moment. We're still fleshing it out. What we've already got planned for the lucky women who join us in October is mind-blowing already. The three of us are so similar in our desire to make every part of this experience mean something, right? 
It's all getting planned out at the moment. We are going to be sharing about the retreat in way more detail a week tomorrow. So on the 18th of April, we're going to be having a conversation on Zoom and we're inviting you to join us. So this is going to be webinar style. You're going to be able to sign up and you're going to be able to find out all about this retreat. So why this retreat? Why mindset, brand and business? What is the power of bringing those three things together into one incredible experience? That's what we're going to be talking about a week on Tuesday. So you'll get all the information for the retreat then. So if this is for you, and I know if you listen to this podcast, I know that you are someone who is passionate about building a business that is utterly aligned with your purpose, your mission. I know that about you. And this retreat is for you. If this sounds like something you would like to be a part of, and if you would like to find out some more, then head to unapologeticretreats.com. You're going to be able to sign up for the webinar and join us. This is going to be an intimate conversation. This is the three of us sharing with you what this experience is going to look and feel like. I mean, this is important. We want you to get to know us and to get an experience of the kind of work that's going to go on. It's going to be transformational. Please come and join us. It's really worth showing up live for this because there is going to be a really special reward for the action takers who join us live. And I want you to be able to take advantage of that. So come join us. It's on the 18th. Like I say, unapologeticretreats.com. That's where you can sign up. Okay. So thank you for letting me share that with you. Not that you had much choice because I did it anyway, but I'm very grateful to you for listening. And do you know what? I do know that if you listen to this podcast and I know from the feedback I get and from the people who reach out to me that you are these women, you are these women who are ready for your what's next. Okay. And it's you that we're doing this for. I'm very passionate about this, uh, as you could probably tell, and as are Lauren and Alicia too. So this is going to be special. All right. Well, thank you for joining me again this week. And I will catch you again, same time, same place next week. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible. If you love the show, would you do me a massive favour, please? Would you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? It would really help me put more heads together, reach more ears and expand more minds. Until next week, bye for now. Yeah.